We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Alexander, got it! Very nice early post up by Adams working inside. Whistle and one! Oh! And T. Ferg rocking the rim! What is up, everybody? Welcome to another uncontested postgame podcast. Justin here with you tonight as Oklahoma City falls to the Denver Nuggets 110-102. to You can find our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it. Same thing goes for social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us there. We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Tons of great NBA podcasts, so if you haven't already, go to BlueWirePods.com. Check out all that the Blue Wire Network has to offer. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Roman. Let's dive in. Uh, it was a familiar game theme for us tonight. Uh, it felt like a lot of Thunder games have this season. Uh, Oklahoma City fell behind early, uh, found themselves in a hole. I think a lot of that can be attributed to the four-game four game road trip that they've been on. Uh, the tail end of that road trip, the longest one of the season in terms of number of days. They crossed multiple time zones. That can just be draining, uh, and I think we saw that tonight. You also have to kind of account for the altitude. Playing in Denver is never easy, and typically when you see teams come into Denver dealing with that altitude, a lot of times they can look a little sluggish to start the game, and I think both of those things definitely factored in here for the Thunder. They found themselves in a hole early. Uh, They were down by as many as 16 points in that first quarter. And a lot of it uh, could be attributed to the defense just not being crisp enough. It felt like Denver was getting layups at will to start the game. SGA in particular, his perimeter defense just did not look great, especially to start the game. 
I think on on Denver's first four possessions, SGA gave up three easy runs to the basket. Uh, they just were able to blow by Shea, and then nobody helped on the backside, whether it was Gallo back there uh, or whoever. Nobody filled in uh, to stop them at the rim, and so uh, <laughs> the Nuggets were just getting kind of whatever they wanted. Uh, combine that with Oklahoma City shot just 33% in the first quarter, and that's an ugly, ugly uh, combination for OKC. Uh, it was not an ideal start. However, Oklahoma City did manage to go 8 of 9 from the free throw line, and I think that was really what kept the Thunder in it. Allowed them to be down only 7 after that first quarter when, honestly, it felt like they were down by 20. Uh, Oklahoma City shot 33%, but it wasn't like it was all on the deep ball. Uh, they missed a ton of layups. Everybody was involved in that. Uh, it felt like nobody could put the ball in the basket to start the game, except for Steven Adams, who traditionally, as he has done um, in what feels like almost every game this season, put in the first bucket of the game, and I think he scored the first six for the Thunder before anybody else was able to score. But Oklahoma City did not shoot great from behind the arc either. Uh, they didn't hit their first three until uh, good ways through the second quarter, and then they hit a couple in a row, but ultimately uh, ending the night shooting pretty poorly from behind the arc. Uh, they were only managed to shoot 26.1%, uh, somehow better than the Nuggets at 25.9%, uh, but really the the free throw shooting 20 of 23 from the line, 87% overall. That's really what allowed the Thunder to stay competitive in this game, honestly. Um, Oklahoma City in the second quarter actually did a decent job. They outscored the Nuggets by four. They trimmed the lead a little bit. Uh, close game heading into halftime. But then you had a typical Thunder third quarter. Um, so the Thunder were outscored 30-19, to 19, uh, something that we've become very accustomed to with this team. Uh, you almost can see it coming, but it's it's kind of like a train wreck. You can't look away, even even though you know what's coming, uh, and that was the case tonight. Oklahoma City looked pretty abysmal. Uh, they only had 11 points. I, I think I looked at the clock with about five minutes left in the third quarter. They had only scored 11 points in the quarter, and they were getting hammered uh, pretty substantially, and it was really too much to overcome. Uh, like I said, they had cut the lead close at halftime, kept it close for kind of the first third of the third quarter, uh, first few minutes of the third quarter, and then the floodgates opened and Oklahoma City really wasn't able to get it much closer. Uh, they had some valiant efforts. They scored 34 points in the fourth to attempt uh, to lead a comeback, but ultimately it was the, the lack of defense on the other end, not being able to stop the Nuggets in transition that ultimately prevented them from making this more of a game. Oklahoma City finishes their road trip 2-2 two and two of the four, which is not bad overall, uh, better than I expected them to go. I believe on our last group podcast I predicted this week would be 0-3, so I wasn't feeling particularly optimistic Um so not a bad road trip overall. Oklahoma City does get five straight home games after this, which will be a welcome relief for this team. Uh, give them a little break for the, the Christmas week in Oklahoma City. Uh, get a lot of opportunities to see the thunder at the peak uh, as you celebrate the holidays. I want to steal a note uh, from what we've been doing on a handful of these postgame pods. Some of the other guys have been doing these. I want to do a little stock up, stock down tonight. Uh, so based off tonight's game, 
uh, we're gonna see whose stock has risen and whose stock has gone down. We're gonna start with the positives, start with stock up. Uh, the first guy that we have to talk about is Abdul Nader. Uh, Nader has had a great road trip. There's been some injuries for the Thunder. Uh, Ferguson did not play tonight, still dealing with that hip injury. And so Nader started again in his place. And once again, Nader had a pretty solid game. Uh, he scored 14 points tonight on five of seven from the floor, three of three from the free throw line, one of two behind the arc, two assists, one steal, one rebound. And it's just kind of amazing to watch him shoot as of late. Uh, it doesn't feel sustainable to me. Uh, he is, I think, in the top five in the NBA in three-point percentage right now. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but it's kind of unreal. Uh, we had heard in, I remember specifically at Media Days, hearing about Nader's three-point shooting. He had really worked on it. A lot of the guys were remarking about how good of a three-point shooter he was during training camp. Uh, the beginning of the season, weren't really seeing it. Uh, everybody was pretty critical of Abdul Nader, uh, this podcast included, but he is shooting 47.8% from three this season, which is unbelievable. Uh, one of two tonight, like I mentioned, so 50% staying right on that mark that he has been. I don't know if he can keep this up. He's going to keep earning minutes for this team, uh, regardless of injuries and trades. Uh, you don't, you don't keep somebody that shoots that well on the bench. And honestly, I'm just kind of shocked that it's happened. Uh, good for Nader. Good for him for working on it and good for him for taking advantage of the minutes he's been given. His stock has definitely been up uh, as he's been getting to, to be featured in that starting lineup, played 26 minutes tonight. Um, much more than we're used to seeing from Nader, but props to him for taking advantage of it. Next guy whose stock is up is Steven Adams, another guy that was getting a fair amount of criticism at the beginning of the season, and rightfully so. He didn't look like himself. He didn't look like who a lot of people thought he could be. Uh, with the trades that happened on this team, we thought there was an opportunity for Steven Adams to have a larger role, and the beginning of the season just didn't look like what we expected. Now, I feel like the injuries were probably a big part of that. He was dealing with some lingering injuries. Probably still is in some capacity, but he looks like himself again. Uh, he's played great, uh, especially on this road trip and, and the recent games. Steven Adams has been a monster. Uh, 18 points tonight, 14 rebounds, 9 of 15 shooting, uh, 6 of those rebounds on the offensive glass, and 2 blocks. The only thing he didn't do well tonight that he has been doing well is free throws. Uh, he was 0 of 2 from the line tonight. He's been shooting really well from the free throw line, which has probably been the biggest uh, delightful surprise for this Thunder team. But Adams has been great. It's it's a cliche, but you can count on him to make the first basket of the game every game. It seems like if there was a place that you could um, place a prop bet, then I'd I'd advise you to do that. But there's no way anyone would offer that because it feels like a sure thing. He actually scored the first six points for the Thunder tonight. He opened up the scoring for the Thunder in the second half as well, and he just felt more aggressive. And it's great to see, especially knowing that tonight was a night where he was matched up on uh, Jokic. Now, Jokic hasn't looked like himself this year. He hasn't looked like he did last season. Uh, but seeing Steven Adams kind of go at some of the more premier big men, like he did earlier on this road trip where he had a really good game against Gobert, 
that was just something we didn't really see last season. It kind of felt like against some of the premier centers in the league, Steven Adams kind of got bullied last year. And so it's great to see him be aggressive and have these good games against guys like Gobert and Jokic. Uh, it's really encouraging sign of growth for Steven Adams. His stock is definitely up. Uh, he had multiple dunks tonight, which anytime you get that out of Steven Adams, uh, it's going to get you excited. Speaking of excited, before we move on, I want to take a minute to talk about tonight's sponsor. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process, straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started, simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. So the next guy we have to talk about, uh, stock up for SGA. Uh, SGA is another guy that he's he's had an up and, up and down season, and that's not to be unexpected from a, a sophomore player. I think early in the season he was doing some things that maybe guys didn't, uh, different teams didn't have on their scouting report, kind of taking advantage of some things he had picked up over the summer. Uh, and then I almost felt like uh, he had a little bit of a regression there for a couple of weeks. He wasn't looking as aggressive. He wasn't getting into the paint as easily. Uh, he didn't look like who we saw in the first few weeks. I wasn't to say he was bad by any means. He, he still looked really solid, but he wasn't playing quite at the level that we had seen early in the season. I thought tonight on the offensive end, uh, he had a really great game, 16 points, seven of 13 shooting two of two from the free throw line, four rebounds, three assists. Overall, he looked crafty getting into the paint. He had a couple moves. He had a, a, a fake pass, uh, which we've seen him do a couple times lately. Uh, probably picked that up from CP3, who had a beautiful one on Gobert the other night in Utah. But really just kind of incorporating some new moves, finding new ways to get to the rim. He's become a master at that kind of left-hand floater. Uh, seeing him add these different tools to his arsenal and find ways to score, it's been really impressive from the young guy. I love seeing his uh, stock continue to rise and continue to find new ways to attack the basket. The one area where maybe his stock isn't up is defense, like I mentioned earlier. I think he still needs some work on his perimeter defense. A little bit too much Ole going on today uh, with Jamal Murray uh, and Will Barton and Gary Harris really kind of taking advantage of uh, lax defense and really finding it a pretty easy ways to get to the rim. A lot of that had to do with SGA, uh, but he'll get it. I think he has the physical tools to be a good defender. Uh, I think it's, it's something that comes with time. Typically young guys kind of struggle more on that end. So it's not a huge surprise. Next guy whose stock is up is Chris Paul. 
Chris Paul has been playing some really solid basketball lately. Uh, it's nice to see him kind of what you'd expect out of Chris Paul, what you want to see out of Chris Paul with this team. Uh, he's being a little more aggressive, 15 points tonight, 5 of 8 shooting, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. Add to that 10 assists, double-double uh, for Chris Paul, and 4 steals. And speaking of steals for Chris Paul, he moves into 8th place all-time on the steals list. Uh, he passes Hakeem Olajuwon. He now has 2,163 steals on his career. Uh, he's creeping in on our guy Mo Cheeks, who's sitting at number five, in some pretty elite company. Uh, a pretty underrated part of his game, I think. You don't typically think about Chris Paul as getting a ton of steals, but obviously the numbers say otherwise uh, than what kind of the eye test or what people remember. I think... I've seen some tweets in the last uh, week or so from different people talking about Chris Paul's leadership on this team. And I think it's been super cool to see uh, somebody watching this team, the way he's taking SGA and Baisley under his wing. Uh, Nate Jones uh, was at the the Trailblazers game, and he tweeted something about Chris Paul is so active on that bench, talking to SGA and Baisley, um, using every moment as an opportunity to kind of mentor them and and teach some of his veteran wisdom. And I think, you know, coming into the season, there was some apprehension about what Chris Paul would be like this season. How would he embrace his role on this team? And so to see him really latch on to those two guys and take him under his wing has been super awesome. And I think uh, they're benefiting from it now, but they're only going to continue to benefit from it in the future. Another guy whose stock is up is Dennis Schroeder. Uh, and not just stock up as a player, but stock up as trade value. Uh, Schroeder, 22 points tonight, 8 of 17 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, one of the few players with a decent plus minus tonight. He was plus 7. And honestly, uh, I think the Thunder should look to move Dennis Schroeder as soon as possible. I love Schroeder. He's playing great, but uh, for two reasons. His trade value is probably at an all-time high. Uh, His start to the season has been fantastic. He's playing some of the best basketball that we've seen him play in a while, and I think the Thunder need to try to capitalize on that, maximize what they can get back by how he's playing so far this season. Don't give him the opportunity to regress before making that move. The other reason is... uh, one of the numbers I just mentioned, 17 shots. Schroeder loves to call his own number. Uh, 17 shots is the most on the team. Next closest is Adams with 15. Gallinari with 13. Uh, that That's worrisome to me. Uh, knowing that I I want to see the Thunder kind of building for the future. If Schroeder's taking 17 shots, that means he's taking shots away from other players. I'd rather him see be more in the... Uh, Chris Paul range of, you know, five of eight from the floor tonight. Let the young guys carry some more of that load. Um, but I know what he, you know, he he's a competitor. He's trying to win games. They needed him to score points to, to stay in this game. So I don't fault him for that. And so that's why I think the Thunder need to move him. Because I don't think you need to, I don't think you ask him to cut down on his shot volume. Uh, instead, you know, let him do what he's doing. Let him show off and then find a team that's the right fit for him. Uh, I'd, I'd rather see those shots go to other players on the Thunder. But props to Schroeder. Um, you know, there's been some frustration with not getting to close games 
and I think he's really responded to that. He's closed some games really well. Uh, <laughs> receiving the Hail Mary the other night from Steven Adams immediately comes to mind, but he's been playing some great basketball, so his stock is definitely up. Let's move into stock down. Uh, the first one, um, speaking of trade value, is Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari had a pretty pretty lackluster game tonight is a nice way of putting it. In 30 minutes, he only mustered seven points, made one field goal, one of 13, one of seven from the three-point arc, four of four from the line, uh, four rebounds, two assists, one steal. A rough, rough show for Danilo in his old uh, playing hometown of Denver. Didn't look like a glorious homecoming for him. He had a hard time finding the basket. Didn't hit a shot until late in the game. I believe it was pretty late in the fourth quarter that he finally uh, got one to fall, but it was the only one of the evening. Um, and the last couple games have been pretty rough for him. Uh, not the best showing. Excuse me. Uh, not the best showing for him in the last couple games. Uh, he missed the Utah game with an injury. And I kind of wonder if that injury is lingering a little bit. Um, he hasn't missed since the Utah game, but he hasn't looked like himself, and he hasn't been playing stellar. So I wonder if that injury uh, is still bothering him a little bit. I think it's certainly possible. It's unfortunate uh, seeing that in you know 24 minutes from when I'm recording this right now, uh, he's eligible to be traded. So we're, we're into the window where guys that were traded this summer uh, can be traded again. So it's a time where you'd like to see his trade value be trending up. And let's be real. I don't think two bad games are going to hamper his trade value. I think most teams know what Danilo Gallinari is. Uh, and he is a pretty impressive score, an underrated score, in my opinion, and a player that should be highly coveted on the trade market um, that's pretty thin in the power forward position outside of him and, and Kevin Love, really. So I think his trade value is probably still okay. But uh, it's unfortunate that probably his worst stretch of games of the season uh, paired with an injury has come right before that that trade window. I don't think he'll get moved. I don't think they have a deal lined up ready to go at 12.01. I don't think that's the case that we're talking about. Uh, but I, I do think he's probably on the early side of things as far as moves that the Thunder make. I'd be surprised to see him in a Thunder uniform for uh, too much longer. Another guy whose stock is down a little bit is Mike Muscala. Not a great showing from him tonight. He's kind of <clears throat> regressed a little bit. He went through a little stretch where it felt like he was hitting some big shots, hitting some good threes. Uh, tonight, only 11 minutes, uh, one of three shooting, 0 of two behind the arc. Didn't do much uh, that left you feeling great on the defensive end, though not many Thunder players did. Uh, Muscala, I think, has shown flashes of being a great role player for this team, but tonight was not one of those. Lastly, for stock down, uh, I put Baisley on here. Up and down stretch for Baisley. Uh, he's a rookie, and so that's not surprising. We've seen some really good flashes from him. Tonight was probably the opposite. Uh, eight minutes, lowest on the team, four less than what Lou Dort got. Four points for Baisley, one of two shooting. He made some... Uh, Unfortunate mistakes, especially early uh, when the Thunder were kind of finding themselves in that hole. There was one play in particular where he missed a box out and his own man got the rebound and came into the lane. I believe he should have boxed out Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant came in, got the rebound, and was fouled. It was an and one. 
little things like that, the fundamental things. You got to find your man, put a body on him, don't let him get the rebound. Uh, things like that that aren't aren't going to earn you playing time. Uh, Billy Donovan's not going to reward people that don't do the little things. He he kind of uh, has a high standard for that, especially with this young team. I think he wants to instill those things, uh, teach them the value of those things uh, early on, and so. Not a ton of minutes, not a ton of impact from Baisley. Uh, I don't take much out of that. He's a rookie, and I think the up and downs are normal. Uh, so nothing I'm freaking out about. I'm still very excited about his future. I think his potential is still sky high. But tonight was not one of his best games. Like I mentioned, next up for the Thunder, they have a five-game homestand. Lots of opportunities to go see them play at the peak. Uh, should be a good stretch of games. They have Chicago coming to town on Monday. Then they play the Memphis Grizzlies, the Phoenix Suns. Then we have uh, a guy named Paul George coming to the peak, uh, Los Angeles Clippers, right before Christmas. And then they have a little break. Uh, and then they're back at it on the 26th against Memphis again. Should be an opportunity for Oklahoma City to kind of regroup after the loss tonight. Uh, this team plays a lot better at home, though. They've been playing better on the road as of late. Uh, typically, with the the younger guys, uh, they're going to play better at home, and that's what we've seen out of this team this year. So I'd expect some good basketball as they return for what I believe is their longest home stretch uh, of the season. So a good opportunity to uh, get some wins for Oklahoma City. Now, depending on where you fall on the great tanking debate, this may be a good or a bad thing. Uh, maybe tonight was a good or a bad thing for you. The interesting thing about tonight was kind of either way, it was good for Oklahoma City. Uh, if they lose, they get more ping pong balls in the hopper uh, for themselves. But if they had won, uh, they own Denver's uh, pick next year. So you're affecting Denver's uh, kind of draft standing next season as well. So it was kind of a, a win-win tonight in terms of draft outlook for Oklahoma City. Uh, so either way, you're in good shape. Like I mentioned earlier, the uh, the trade window opens tomorrow, December 15th. Uh, there has not been a trade since the Russell Westbrook trade, which is um, crazy. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long stretch uh, in the NBA without trades. Already still the most trades in a calendar year uh, in a long time for the NBA in, in spite of that dry spell. Should see some action. Uh, should be some movement. Uh, lots of opportunities for Oklahoma City to get involved. All the hypotheticals we've been talking about for so long, whether it's Gallinari or Schroeder or even CP3 or Adams or some of those guys, uh, the window's here. Uh, they're going to start to get moved. We have a new group podcast coming at you, recording tomorrow, at that, that kind of first day of the trade window. And we've got a special guest we're going to have. Uh, we're going to have a lot of discussion uh, we might talk about the uh, Woj and Low show that's going to be on ESPN, kind of break that down for you all. But an exciting time, lots to keep up with outside of just the basketball. Uh, there's lots of movement and might see some new faces in the Thunder uniform, which is always exciting. As always, thanks for following along with us. Uh, thanks for checking out our podcast. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a, a five-star rating. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, it makes us feel good. Uh, if you appreciate what we're doing, we would appreciate that. 
Be sure to follow us on social media at the underscore uncontested on Twitter and Instagram, the uncontested podcast on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter at OKC tracker, especially if you're into uniforms. Uh, I'm your guy for that. I've got a bunch of useless stats for you. Uh, let you know what the team's wearing, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, thanks for checking out the podcast tonight. Uh, Thunder lose 110 to 102 to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, but whether you're a fan of tanking or a fan of winning, uh, there's some, some positives to take out of tonight as the Thunder moves into a homestand. Uh, and for that homestand, we will be back with you for a postgame podcast, as we always are, after every game. So be sure to check that out. That'll do it for tonight. Thanks for listening. And as always, Thunder Up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.